It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot with Joel and Kim, supported by DownloadTennis.com. On today's episode, it is the second entry into The Passing Shot Diaries with Joel and Chris for the Billie Jean King Cup. Today, uh, we well, you're going to hear uh, our thoughts on two ties on day two, which were Belgium versus Australia in the day session and then the United States versus Slovakia in the night session so again i'm gonna hand it back to my former self in the o2 arena in prague along with chris for our thoughts on these two ties hello listeners welcome to part three of joel and chris's passing shot diaries at the Billie jean king cup in prague we're here to talk about australia versus Belgium. Australia versus Belgium. That's right. Um, we uh, we came into this thinking, yeah, maybe Belgium were slight favourites. Not really sure what we expected from Australia. They had no Ash Barty. Arya Tomantovic wasn't even playing any of the singles. We had um, Daria Gavrilova and Storm Sanders playing the singles, which we thought, you know, they were going to have to go some to even just make those matches competitive against Greek Minnan and uh elise mertens but yeah the singles really was the uh well possibly one of the upsets so far one of the shocks so far in the tournament with um australia going two nil up after the singles we had first of all daria gavrilova beat greet minnan six four one six six four i mean this was cra- i mean this is crazy right gavrilova she had like injury problems this season i don't think she had played since australia um, and to pull this out against Greek Minnan, who, you know, she's a, you know, she is a very kind of durable player who's playing constantly on the tour. Yes, she's not probably won that many matches, but she's still very competitive and still big, big upset from Gavrilova. I woke up, saw Alicia Mollock's team selections, and I thought, this is smart. Gavrilova, I thought, would take out Minnan, which she did. Um, it was probably as tight as it was because she's a bit rusty. We know that she can be a great player. Um, Storm Sanders as the Australian number one today, that was a shock in itself. We all know that she can play well in- Doubles. Doubles, exactly. Mm-hmm. But a singles player, she's not had the results this year. She had a breakthrough run in Adelaide. But beyond that, um, I've never seen her play the sort of tennis she played today. It was phenomenal. Because um, it looked like it was going to be a pretty routine win for yeah. Mertens in that. Yeah, Elise Mertens went 6-3 up first set. And Elise Mertens, you don't really consider a player who goes walkabout mentally in matches. You know, she's she's very, very good. She's very... I think we know her for, like, her defensive capabilities. And that was all on show today. And it felt like, at some point, Sanders was just, you know, not able to, uh, you know, 
Mertens was just getting one extra ball back in and it was often uh, confusing Sanders mm. ending up in, in unforced errors but Sanders was able to bring it together in that second set really hang on in there mm. um, because there were moments where we just felt that you know this was going to be a done deal for Mertens in two sets but yeah Sean was... Sanders um, hit the Prague O2 Arena and it blew <laughs> Mertens off the court in the third <laughs> I know well she came through that second set tie break and then they had Bagel Bagel third set. I don't think you know we were down there, sort of cheering on. It was quite funny because Belgium literally had a whole squad of of fans cheering uh, Mertens on. An orchestra. And <laughs> yeah, and Australia literally had zero. They had me in an Australia top. Uh, and you were you, competing with Tom yeah. Janovich for the best. <laughs> let's go, Stormy. Let's I know. go. That was sort of awkward because I honestly thought they were saying Stormzy. Yeah. And uh, different, uh, different person. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but honestly, back to that third set. I mean, Bagel. She looked. I mean, she looked like she belonged in singles. I mean, yeah, Mertens. Mertens did implode a little bit. She just she just was spraying errors. And at the same time, Sanders was just spraying winners. She backed off the ball and Storm really stepped in and she was just hitting. She wasn't thinking. She was just, well, she was thinking clearly in the sense that she was just hitting freely. Um, but I couldn't believe it was 6 up. We thought that every single game was going to be important for Storm to yeah. get. We thought she needed a double break. Yeah. Didn't need it at all. Triple no. break and she's done. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. And, you know, I think big credit to Mollick, the captain. You know, you talk about that decision not to play Tomjanovic. I don't know what the rationale or strategy behind that was. I don't know if Tomjanovic is 100%, but you would have thought that she would have just been a default entry for the singles. If Gavrilova had lost, I do believe that Tomjanovic yeah. would have played. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, that was two upset victories. And I thought both those matches were matches where the coach does have an influence can make an impact and you know I think Mollick was really kind of uh, good integral yeah good Opposite selections yeah. Julian Benito with France mm, yeah who selected himself out of that one yep yep I agree um, and then we had the doubles I mean it was 2-0 up and I mean that was probably the, the our dud first our, our first you know I know everyone's got their own opinions on dead rubbers and whether they should be played or not I mean after that match against um, I mean, it was Storm Sanders again um, with Ellen Perez versus uh, Mertens and uh, Minnan picking themselves up from defeat. They came through quite comfortably in that. I mean, it was 6-2, 6-4. They never really looked like they were losing. Um, you know, obviously all rubbers are important. Um, but yeah, for the fans, it was a bit of a... You know, we thought that was going to be quite competitive because there's some very... There was some very, you know, on, on paper individually... Uh, those players have um, you know, very good doubles credentials. I think that Minnan is someone who does better when she has the support of someone on her side because then she, when she mm. hit, she does aim for the lines. Mm. And I think having a great player like Mertens with her yep. really does boost her play. I think Storm played really well. Um, didn't give Mertens any any balls to work with. Um, but I think the weak link in that one was... Yeah, was, Perez. Yeah, I yeah. think that she made too many errors. Yeah. So it never really got going. Yeah, you were saying she doesn't play with a lot of margin. And in that match, whenever she was playing, it felt like Mertens was just able to get it back and you know, she was going too much. Mm. Yeah, and they weren't really giving... I don't think she was giving maybe Australia as much of a chance as they potentially could have. But I mean... 
at that point, I think you know they were they would have been really happy the fact that they were two 0 up. Yes, they lost that third rubber, but getting the victory, getting the upset win. Um, yeah, let's not forget Burton's the world number one in doubles. Yeah, I know. So it, it was, was always going to be a tall order. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, credit to Mertens and Minden because they both lost their singles to come back to bounce back from that. Particularly for Mertens, who literally kind of you know 30 minutes before just was looked shot really bageled in that third set to come Eight straight to come out she lost yeah. before she came Stratful. out for that doubles um but yeah it was interesting you know we were having a chat about mertens and like you know is she a singles player that plays a bit of doubles Both. is she a doubles player that plays a bit of singles or is she as good as singles as doubles because she's going to be at the wta tour finals in singles as well as doubles no, just just doubles oh sorry just doubles yeah. but okay right forget forget what i said but what do you think is she singles singles and doubles or, or i think she's one of those rare people that can well not rare people but she's one of the people who commits to doing both i think a lot of the top players mm. would be great doubles players but they don't want to add it to their schedule hence sabalenka has mm. stepped away from it so i think you can do both um if she did focus on singles maybe she'd be higher in the rankings potentially she needs to be she needs to get more aggressive though i think is the, what we're yeah, thinking yeah, she you know her serve is great yeah she's got great serve we know that she's a very good player at getting that extra ball back great defensive deceptively good at moving yep yep very good movement very good defensive capabilities and that will get you to a fourth round at grand she's slam all. but Will it get you any further to a quarterfinal, semi-final? I think that's the stumbling block. She keeps, she keeps reaching. Yes, she's got that consistency, but she needs to add something else to Arsenal. I think it's that magic of when it's just you're just going for it, and I always feel it's a little bit that she's within herself, and mm. I think that's the yep. difference between picking up like a WTA 1000 like Bedosa or Raducanu is that letting rip and really going for it and believing you can do it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, so Australia came through two-one. Um, they are playing Belarus, Belarus um, tomorrow. Thursday. So, sorry, on Thursday. So, um, yeah, that would be quite interesting. It feels like Australia are in the the driving seat at the moment. You but had them down for an upset. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Not every upset. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think every tie in that group is going to be important. Um, so it very much again could come down to t- you know ties played, ties won. Um, ties lost. So the biggest news of the day: Billie Jean King has landed. Oh my God! Yeah, we were wondering is she just going to fly in for the final? Is she doing a little sightsee? I think she did a little sightsee yeah, today. Little yeah, she's she not here tomorrow. for she's not here for United States they versus Slovakia. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, instead of That's Shelby support. Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll cover that in our, our next part. Yeah, because USA USA Slovakia is going on at the moment. Tense. Biggest biggest crime I think committed by the tournament at the moment <laughs> is the fact that Kerber Bencic, which is probably the second most high profile match after Kerber Krachikova in the the Ram Robin, is on the second court. So it's being played in front of literally about twenty people. There are a lot of seats free. Yeah, we had a look. I know. It's just whilst we've got you know whatever we have on the, the main court so that's a bit disappointing but um yeah we'll we'll cap that Hoping off when for another upset yeah let's wait let's wait and see hopefully uh yeah hopefully it can pick up but yeah. um yeah been good so far good great great stuff from australia in the day see how they do uh in the rest of the round robin hey guys joel here from the passing shot passing shot diaries part four me and Chris are here and we're going to talk about USA versus Slovakia because this was a match that we thought if there was one match that was going to be straightforward, there was going to be no upsets, then we felt like it was going to be this match. Yes, 
USA did come with their B team. I mean, Daniel Collins, Shelby Rogers in their singles. Um, you know, if this was a full strength USA team, that would not have been the case. I mean, maybe get in, but obviously Jessica Pegula, Coco Goff, um, not here. So we had Shelby Rogers and Daniel Collins leading the singles. Now, first up, we had Shelby Rogers versus Victoria Kuzmova. Kuzmova winning 6-4, 6-4. I mean, despite USA turning up with a B team, did you think kind of like Shelby Rogers still should should have had enough in the locker for Kuzmova? Because I certainly did. On paper, definitely. Um, Kuzmova was ranked, I think, 175. But we've seen um, a couple of times. The first time this week was the France match where... Um, team captains have put in a, a weaker player in their squad um, in order to rest players potentially. Mm. This yeah. happened yeah. where they put in Ferrer in, on day one for France against uh, a bander who was ranked outside the top 300. Should have been a shoe-in. I felt like they did that today and I think um, really you shouldn't do that in, when it comes to this format. You've got to play your strongest pairs, um, get the win and then if you want to muck about, muck about in the doubles. But because um, Mova turned up, she hit big. Um, I feel like they were really, the Slovakian team were really um, spurred on by the fact they were playing against someone so big as the US. They had a point to yep. prove after losing yep. the night before. Five hours on court for Shmidova. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it was an absolutely punishing schedule, I think, for Slovakia. And it did feel like the, you know, the the cards were stacked against them in some respect. And I think that showed in the, you know, the Schmiedlever-Collins match because Daniel Collins, completely fresh. This was USA's first tie night session. I mean, this was their first match. Canada um, were already out of it before before USA even played their first match. But you could just tell with Schmiedlever, she, she was just running on empty, wasn't she? she? I mean, she didn't even sit down, at, I think, at a change of ends. Um, you know, during, uh, you know, one of the changeovers, she just looked like she had played a lot of tennis already. And Daniel Collins looked very fresh. And, you know, she was, you know, she was, as in typical sort of Daniel Collins fashion, she was straight down to business from the first point. Um, you know, yes, she was under a bit of pressure, the fact that USA were 1-0 down, but it didn't feel like there was any any going to be any surprise there with Schmiedlever coming through because Collins just played a game, and that's all she needed to do, really, because, yeah, she, Schmiedlever just, just ran out of energy, I think. You could tell from um, some of the movements that she was doing that her legs, she didn't have the legs for it. No. Um, so that was unfortunate because I think she was playing well enough. She was hitting the ball well enough mm. that that could have been a contest if she had some legs left. Um, and she was visibly quite upset by the fact that uh, she couldn't give her she, best on that. She got a hug, didn't she? It was quite sad. It was a little bit like... She felt that she let them down, but the scheduling yeah, is the real yeah. thing that kind of... Uh, ruined it for for the team yeah i agree it was um you know it was it was i think a little bit tough to watch at times you know um yeah it was schmidler probably felt like that was an opportunity for them to you know for slovakia to get it done in two um but that wasn't the case um we did go to a deciding doubles at one all and this is when it got really interesting because we had kuzmova coming out again after a singles win to play with Mihalikova against Dolahide and Vandaway um, for the United States and this was just a crazy doubles tie I mean let's just talk about I mean the scoreline was 6-2 6-7 12-10 to Kuzmova and Mihalikova I mean let's just start with that first set because 
I was I was talking to you about it. Like the state, United States doubles, they just did not turn up in that first set. They were all over the place. I mean, the first set and a half, really. They just like I don't know. They just they, it didn't feel like that was a partnership. Yes, they played before, but on the court, I don't know. It was just sort of trying to sort of just making up as they went along really well they're supposed to be a doubles pair they played a number mm. of finals this year together it did not look like it um, it didn't at all i think um from the u.s again i don't think that that's their their strongest doubles pair they have i think obviously coco's not here and mcnally who've had some great results and yeah. are going to the tour finals yeah. as a doubles pair um i think they both haven't um they just they haven't played enough tennis this year really probably i'd say dollar Hyde's played quite a lot coco's mm. still not quite at form they didn't turn up, setting a breakdown, um, and then it, things started to change, started to get more more even. But Mahalikova was phenomenal. She came out yeah. there probably the first time she played for a team, and she was hitting the cover of the ball, wasn't intimidated, was up for it, and um, I think she was the star player at that, yeah, that time. I agree. I actually think America underestimated her. I mean, I think a lot of the. I mean, I was underestimated to go a little bit. Yeah, it was like seriously impressive. She's thumping it. And Kuzmova, I know, was just playing, you know, feel good, feel good tennis. I think from that Kuzmova singles down the line, win, beat Dollar Hyde yeah, so many yeah, times. Yeah, I know Dollar Hyde. She was just moving too early, wasn't she? And she had, she, yeah, she, she let her anticipating. She didn't know no. what they were going to do. Yeah. Vanderway played well in the, the second half of that match, and but I do think it's hard for any team to win two tie breaks in a row and prove to be the case. But I thought US were going to get the win. They didn't deserve it when they came no. back from 8-4 down in the Champions tie break. Oh my but... God, that tie break was... I mean, I thought both teams had match points. Um, you know, we had great atmosphere, actually, although there weren't many people here. Yeah, we were pumped. That was my favourite Slovakia, Slovakia had a man on a drum who was just great for the, uh, the atmosphere. No, not really any American fans, but um, yeah, it was a really, really good tie and it, it really could have gone either way. You did, you did feel that USA weren't at their best, but maybe we're going to find a way to come through. But it wasn't the case. And Team Slovakia, who were you know who came here probably would not have expected this result i mean that's a that's a crazy result it reminded me actually of like gb davis cup back in the day when we were losing to uh you know anyone and everyone in in europe it fe- you know that that upset it felt the level of that upset it felt like on that level because i mean we were looking at the populations of the countries Slovakia have a population of 5 million. United <laughs> oh, States yeah. have a population of 330 million. That that result shouldn't happen. Yes, I get that that was like USA's B, maybe even C team, but you know, you got to put a team out there and um it just shows I think how, you know, with Slovakia, you know, they they were just more committed and that was able to kind of get them through. I'm glad Billie Jean King was not in attendance <laughs> to witness that. I know. That would have been really awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um she is in today. Well we expect to see her later, I think, for USA versus Spain. And that is gonna be really, really interesting now because Every well, every tie does count, and uh, you know Sarah Sribas Tormo leading Spain. It's going to be it's going to be very tough. I would expect to see Sloane Stevens this evening. Um, you know, just just final thoughts on on USA versus Slovakia. I mean, would you have done anything different with the the personnel? With you know Stevens not playing anything, do you think she would have made a difference? Would you have changed the the doubles? Do you, I think that. Dollar Hyde is one of those players who can't, um, who you can't rely on in those situations. There's a reason why she hasn't made the breakthrough in terms of getting to a final at some of the doubles. 
I think she's a good finisher of a point, but she, I don't think you can expect her to get yeah. you in a good position. It felt like Van der Vey was doing a lot of the the heavy, the hard work, and then yeah. Shelby needs also. Shelby definitely needs um, to be playing against a, a top player to yeah. play her best. Yeah, yeah she I does agree. not do well um, yeah. when she's playing against no. an underdog. Yeah, in a, like a stadium of like 10% capacity yeah she's just it's not the US Open it's not Ash Barty no no exactly we're in Prague yeah. and it's Kuzmova yeah it's really funny actually watching Shelby Rogers given you know Two she does players. loves yeah she just loves a big upset but again Jacqueline Hyde she can also just be nowhere to be seen against lower rank players but um, yeah. yeah United States will be disappointed they'll have to go again this evening uh, it's not going to get Three any nil easier 3-0 needed against Spain Let's see how we do. But, um, yeah, we're going to go back in and watch the second tie of... France. France versus... Who are France playing? Oh, my God, I'm just losing it. France versus... Russia, obviously. France, no, the Russian Tennis oh, sorry, Federation. Russia, Russia, yeah, Russia, sorry, yeah. RTF. God, we've you can tell we've we've watched so much tennis. Which is our, our brains are just going to uh, putty at the moment. But um, yeah, we're going to go back in for that second time. We just watched Clara Burrell win that first match. We'll give thoughts on that later. Really, really impressive stuff in the singles on her debut. But um, yeah, going to get back to it. <laughs> 